0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy and in today's video we're starting off a new series on my YouTube channel. We're going to be doing battles between these players that are going right next to each other. I know my friends over at the Fantasy Stock Exchange they call it ADP battles. That's probably what we'll end up calling this. So what it is is I look on the Fantasy Pros ADP and I try to find players that are getting drafted right next to each other. Just like in this scenario we've got Terry McLaurin, versus Devontae Parker they are drafted wide receiver 27 for Terry McLaurin and wide receiver number 26 for Devontae Parker so likely you can't get both of these guys on your team unless you're picking at the turn so you're gonna have to decide which one you want and throughout the video I'm gonna give you reasonings why to draft either guy and then at the end I'm gonna come to my verdict and tell you guys why I personally believe that you should draft one of these guys so down below you guys can click that subscribe button if you guys would like it is free and it would really help me get more people to watch these videos and really help me out so I'd really appreciate that and it's also going to help you win your fantasy football championship so without further ado let's get right into it Terry McLaurin versus Devonte Parker we are going to start off here with Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin. I'm going to read all of Terry McLaurin's stats, and then we're going to go into Mr. Devontae Parker after that. So, Mr. TMC, as some like to call him, or Scary Terry, FFPC ADP. What FFPC is, the higher stakes type of leagues where people are playing $100 plus to play in these leagues on that website. ADP is average draft position, so the 66.22 draft pick on there. I also talk about other ADP from Fantasy Pros on the next part of the video. So, 6 foot tall, obviously. obviously. Obviously, a Washington Redskin, 208 pounds, 24.8 years old rookie last year, now coming into his second year in the NFL. His workout metrics are one of a beauty. 4.35 40-yard dash, which is 98th percentile at the wide receiver position, 95th percentile speed score, 77th percentile burst score, 58th percentile agility score, and 76th percentile catch radius. Now to get into his stats. So right now, Terry McLaurin is going as wide receiver number 27 off the board. Like I said earlier, he's overall picked number 64 on Fancy Pros, which conglomerates or however the fuck you say that word, it combines all of those these websites together to figure out where people are going. And he's a round six so last season he finishes wide receiver number 29 playing in 14 games 13.7 ppr points per game 29th at the wide receiver position he had 93 total targets 6.6 per game 34th at wide receiver 58 total receptions 4.1 per game 36th at wide receiver 919 receiving yards 65.6 per game 27th at wide receiver eight total red zone receptions 18th at wide receiver and seven total t- touchdowns 13th at wide receiver, with a 23% target share in his offense, 22nd at wide receiver. So Terry McLaurin last season, even as a rookie, was very clearly the alpha on the Washington Redskins team. The guys around him, I bet you right now, if I asked you to name a fucking wide receiver on the Washington Redskins, not named Terry McLaurin, I bet you it would take a couple of minutes to figure it out. I bet your first guess would be that it's Pierre Garçon, I don't even think Pierre Garçon plays in the NFL anymore, but he's the only notable wide receiver that has played on the Washington Redskins in fucking years. Him being that alpha, obviously, last season, is going to come into this year since they really didn't bring in any pass catchers that would really fight for Terry McLaurin's job. He also played college football with Mr. Dwayne Trashcan Hashkins, who is the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Now, I know I joke that I call him a fucking trashcan i say that he's bad, but in reality, he's actually not the worst quarterback I've ever seen grace the NFL field. He's probably going to be fine. It's just the worry is with the offensive line of the Washington Redskins. So if you look at his efficiencies last year, he was very strong in most of these categories. 9.9 yards per target, 12th in the NFL. So he's getting a nice, lengthy throw thrown his way, and he's always catching that shit because he had a 68.4% contested catch rate, best in the NFL. A lot of people talk about, oh, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, that guy has such good hands. He has glue on his hands. He catches everything. When in fact, Terry McLaurin is actually out there catching everything. 15.8 yards per reception, 14th in the NFL at wide receiver, 75.6% catchable target rate, 40th at wide receiver, which I think is very important to note because the passes coming his way just weren't that great. Which is honestly just a straight-up hilarious stat because you'd think when you play college football with your starting NFL quarterback that you guys would have some type of ungodly connection like A.B. and Big Brown. Or not Big Brown. Fucking A.B. is Antonio Brown. And Big Ben back in the day when he'd throw up like some type of fucking weird-ass signal. He'd throw up the E to W like Jameis Winston and try to eat it. And then Big Ben would just magically change the play so A.B. could run that route. You'd think that would be what would be happening. But no, that's not what's fucking happening at all. Dwayne Haskins is just mad missing the guy, throwing it over his head, and that's that's fine because that was his rookie season. Both of their rookie seasons. Now they're both sophomores in the NFL, and I don't think Terry McLaurin is going to have a sophomore slump. I think we're going to see him be out there balling out of control, especially with a defense that is so shit. You would think that that would really help out. Terry McLaurin says they're going to be having to pass the ball a lot. And something important to note is even though his catchable target rate was kind of shit because Dwayne Haskins was kind of off, but I also take into account the fact that Dwayne Haskins wasn't playing every game. In Washington, they kind of had what you would call a carousel of quarterbacks. It was just random guys playing. I think even fucking Colt McCoy played... In the NFL last season, that's how crazy it was for the Washington Redskins. So I'm not going to blame it all on Dwayne Haskins. I think we are going to see a steady quarterback play, though. Now in Washington, obviously they bring in Coach Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ronnie Boy, who should be a much better coach than what they had last season. And another thing to note is I understand that they brought in Kyle Allen, who is a obviously another quarterback that was the Panthers' quarterback last year after Cam got hurt because Riverboat Ron loves him. He brought him to Washington, but I don't think that really endangers Dwayne Haskins' job unless Dwayne Haskins was to look absolutely atrocious. So some key additions for the Washington Redskins. Obviously, it's not even on the screen, but like I said, Riverboat Ron came there. They added Thaddeus Moss after the draft, which I think will help the team, as long as Thaddeus Moss isn't an absolute bum, because the Redskins, they're I guess since now they have new coaching necessarily, this isn't what's going to work out, but the Redskins loved using Jordan Reed. Now, Jordan Reed's probably in a hospital somewhere, sticking his cane up like, God damn it, Thaddeus Moss got drafted. I feel so bad for that guy, because he was one of the best tight ends, honestly. I've seen in a while, and he just had to deal with so many concussions. I feel bad for the guy. But now they bring in Thaddeus Moss, which should help the offense having a comparable tight end at that position because the tight end last year, besides Jordan Reed, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was the other old man on that team. They bring in some new offensive linemen. They tag their O lineman, Brandon Scherf, which is going to be good for the team, and then they draft Antonio Gibson running back in the third round. They also drafted Chase Young, which obviously doesn't help out Terry McLaurin at all, but that draft is like putting one of those little Band-Aids you get as a kid when they prick your fucking finger at the doctor on a wound where your whole chest is ripped open. That's what they just did to the defense. They put one of those little itsy-bitsy fucking Band-Aids on a goddamn huge Problem. I do think that the Redskins do look better this year, though, and I think we see a good season out of Terry McLaurin. So if you guys have enjoyed this half of the video, please make sure to click that subscribe button. And at the end of the video, I would really appreciate if you guys let me know who you guys prefer. Mr. Devontae Parker of my Miami Dolphins or scary Terry McLaurin. So now into Devontae Parker. Six foot three, two hundred and nine pounds. This guy has been in the league for years, hasn't done shit, except for when he turned it up last year. FFPC ADP seventy-four point twenty-six, six foot three, two hundred and nine pounds a first round pick out of louisville 27.4 pounds 80th percentile 40 yard dash running a 4.45 109.5 speed score which is 89th percentile and a 69th percentile burst score very nice and his best comparable player is aj green which is pretty fucking funny so Devonte parker miami dolphin obviously wide receiver number 26 coming off the board so he's getting drafted one slot ahead of terry mclaurin overall pick number 59 and he's a round five pick but they go around the five six turn together Something also important to note is both of these guys kind of switch spots. You see them one go ahead of the other in other drafts. So I think they're very close in a lot of people's heads. So last year, Devontae Parker, wide receiver number 11 in 2019, playing 16 complete games. So he played the whole entire season. 15.4 PPR points per game, 14th at wide receiver, 128 targets, 8.0 per game, 13th at wide receiver. Shout out to Dan Marino, numero 13. 72 receptions, 4.5 per game, 20th at wide receiver, 1,202 receiving yards, 75.1 one per game, fourth at wide receiver, eight total red zone receptions, 18th at wide receiver, nine total tutties, third at wide receiver, and 21.1% target share in his offense, 33rd at wide receiver. So both of these guys were pretty alpha in their offense, both Terry McLaurin and Devontae Parker. Now, Devontae Parker obviously has much more competition around him. Not saying that all these guys are just as talented as Devontae Parker, but they have Preston Williams. They have a carousel of wide receivers, super speedster guys on that offense. They still have Albert Wilson. They have all these guys that could fit in and play in this offense, but I think Devontae Parker is the clear one on the team. Potentially. So now looking at more of his efficiency stats, just like what we looked at with Terry McLaurin, 9.4 yards per target and 16.7 yards per reception. Number 11th in the NFL and for per target, 18th in the NFL. So both of them have a pretty high target yard rate as well as receptions per yard rate. So that's very good for both of those guys, obviously for having a lot of fantasy output. 72.7% catchable target rate, 82. So he also kind of dealt with bad targets earlier in the season, and then as the team progressed and got better, obviously, under the head of Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic. So, 51.4% contested catch rate, 8th in the NFL, so just like Terry McLaurin, very good contested catch rate, 985 quarterback rating when targeted, 40th at wide receiver, and his most important stat is that he is Stephon Gilmore's dad. He made Stephon Gilmore look like an absolute bitch, the best corner in the NFL by many. Devontae Parker absolutely destroyed him. So, looking at the Dolphins' offseason additions, obviously, they drafted Tua Tungavailoa out of Alabama, which obviously is kind of a confusing part of assessing Devontae Parker. Do you personally believe that, hey, maybe Tua plays half the games, maybe Tua plays more than half the games, or maybe Tua sits out the whole season? It's very hard to figure out what the Dolphins are going to do right now when we're talking about this in June and early July. Come August, it's going to be much more clear, at least in my opinion, what we think is going to happen to Tua, how the team really sees what they want to do with him. Right now I feel like we are going to see probably eight to 10 games out of Ryan Fitzmagic and then the last uh, weeks 11 or week 10 through 17 we see Tua actually get to play. I don't think they let him sit all season. They draft a whole new offensive line. They obviously bring in a lot of defensive pieces which may actually hurt Devontae Parker considering they have to actually run. They will actually be able to run the ball more because they might not be getting absolutely fucked because their defense is awful but now their defense is just not as awful so it might not necessarily mean that. Obviously the new offense Line is going to help. They obviously draft some younger guys, so that it necessarily doesn't mean the Lions can be better this year, but it will be better for the future. And they bring in Jordan Howard and Matt Burita, which is obviously a huge. Huge upgrade from what they had last year. Kenyon Drake, to me, was a very talented running back. I was kind of pissed as a Dolphins fan that they got rid of him. But then after that, we had a carousel of fucking clowns running the rock. Now we bring in Jordan Howard, perennial, 1,000-yard rusher, and Matt Burita, a guy who has shown a lot of promise in a 49ers uniform. So, some more additional info, which is really why I come to my verdict, which we're going to talk about next. This is Devontae Parker's split's In 2019, the first is the first eight games of the season where Preston Williams is healthy, and the out-of-split is the last eight games after Preston Williams ends up getting hurt. When Preston Williams was healthy, Devontae Parker was just a measly flexed option. 9.75 half PPR points per game. And then right when Preston Williams ends up getting hurt, we see Devontae Parker become a straight-up fucking alpha male on this offense. 16.52 half PPR points per game which is obviously much higher. 19.27 PPR points after Preston Williams gets hurt versus 11.5 when Preston Williams is playing. 5.5 receptions per game versus 3.5. 9.5 targets versus 6.5. He fucking doubled his yards. 100 yards without Preston Williams per game versus 50. And his touchdowns were higher as well. 0.62 per game versus point. Five. So I understand that these stats don't necessarily mean that the offense won't be more tailored now that they saw Devontae Parker ball out for him to get more targets. I understand that, but he does scare me when you're looking at players that to me are both extremely talented and are kind of coin flips to many in a draft I think this is the kind of stuff that you need to look into the nitty-gritty information I think that we see Preston Williams really coming back into that role where he sees a shit ton of targets just like at the beginning of the season I think we also see a point in the season when Tua comes in where everything goes out the window where Devontae Parker being the, the main guy could fly out the window I understand when there's some alpha wide receiver, some key guy like DeAndre Hopkins on the team. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I could be the quarterback, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be my number one target. But when you have two guys who are pretty talented in Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, it could be iffy for what what Tua is going to be looking for, or mainly his first look. So I think you have to look into these things before you can make a decision on who you want. So personally, my verdict is, even as a Dolphins fan, I think Terry McLaurin is by far and away the more... Or the more, not even the more talented player, but just the better option for fantasy football in 2020. I love Devontae Parker, but I'm putting my love aside and understanding what really matters, and that's fantasy points. And Terry McLaurin, I believe, will score far more fantasy points in Washington this year than we see Mr. Devontae Parker score in Miami. So let me know down below in the comments which player you prefer. Would you rather have Terry McLaurin on your fantasy team, or would you rather have Devontae Parker both going in the 5th or 6th round of your draft? I love each and every single one of you guys. I really appreciate all the comments, and I'd love to see people going back and forth in the comments, or maybe just some nice comments saying hey, I actually like both of them. I'm kind of indifferent, because you could have that feeling. You could 100% feel like in half your drafts you'll draft Terry, the other half you'll draft Devonte. Parker and call it a day, but for me, it is much more evident that I like Terry McLaurin a lot more, so thank you all for watching, I love you all, please click that subscribe button, stay tuned for more videos on my channel, and I'll see you motherfuckers tomorrow with yet another banger of a video, goodbye my friends.